Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Inspiring School Counselors podcast. I'm Matt Fleck, along with my colleague, Amy Porteous, who talks this week with Alyssa Kazrowski. Alyssa is a 20-year educator who has done about everything in schools, serving as a teacher, reading specialist, instructional coach, even school administrator. During COVID, Alyssa started her own business called AK Educational Consulting, centered around her passion for sharing what works when it comes to trauma-informed care. It's something that we don't teach a lot of teachers about, and it's so important. And I saw the difference that it was making in our students and in their families and in my teachers that I just felt really strongly that this is something that more schools need to be aware of. And then I was sort of helped along by COVID um, because I actually started my business right before COVID. If anything good did come of the crazy last few years that we've had, it's that schools that maybe weren't so aware of the social emotional side of students and the importance of teaching that in schools kind of figured out pretty quickly um, during and, and after COVID, if we can say after, that that was really important because suddenly every student, no matter who they were or what their home situation was, was struggling <laughs> with our, our new reality. So, and I almost hate using the term trauma-informed care because I think a lot of people think it's only for certain students, right. um, but really it's not. It's just best practice for any kid. Right. Well, I, I will be honest with you. I stalked your website just a little bit. Um, and it said, I loved how you had it worded that you are passionate about school co- school culture and coaching educators to help students thrive in safe learning environments. So how do you approach leaders in education and, and talk to them about this topic? Yeah, you know, one of the things that I talk a lot about with admin, particularly when they reach out to me, to me or we're having initial phone calls, is we have to create a safe learning environment where our kids feel like they belong before anything else can happen. And so it's sort of how I used to tell my teachers that you can't teach a class until you can manage a class. And it's it's sort of the same thing on kind of a bigger level that if we don't have kids who feel like they belong in a classroom and feel safe in a classroom and feel like they have a connection and a relationship with the adults around them, they're not going to do anything for those adults. Mm -hmm. So it really starts with, and the core of what I teach is, is building strong connections and building relationships with kids. And it has to be the core of what we do, because if a kid doesn't like you, they're not going to do anything for you. And and that's something that I think we're starting to figure out, that we really have to have that social emotional piece in place before we can even get to the academic piece. Yeah. I had an author that I really liked who always said, uh, social emotional is not something to add to your plate. It is the plate. Yeah. And I thought that was so like that really, that really put it in a nutshell. Like this yeah. is where we're here. So let's say you're working with a school counseling team and they agree with you. This is where we need to start. What are the first steps you would encourage them to take? Yeah. So it, it's funny because the school counseling team are always the people that are on my side, right? Not that there are people against me, but they understand just kind of inherently the importance of it. And so 
the thing that I always tell anybody is just pick one thing. Pick, uh, you know, I may go into a school and be teaching you 10 strategies for this or six strategies for that or whatever it is, but just pick one and start doing it and start sharing it. I think the really great thing that school counselors have going for them is that they are in the perfect position to be agents for change in their building. So whether they're going into classrooms and teaching lessons or they're doing, you know, pull out small groups, just pick one strategy and try it out, something new, and then start telling everybody about it too. You know, if you notice that something is changing for this student that you've had a hard time with, start telling their, their classroom teachers and the special area teachers, hey, you should try this because I've really noticed that this is working for this particular student. Mm-hmm. So in your consulting experience, is there a difference in how uh, elementary schools would approach this as opposed to a middle school or a high school developmentally different? Yeah, absolutely. Every high school that I've gone into, they, they always, we joke about how they're exactly the same <laughs> as the elementary schoolers. And that, you know, the feedback that I always get is, oh, this is just as valuable and just as beneficial for the high schoolers as it is for the kindergartners and the fifth graders. And I always just laugh at that because it's it's just not my familiar territory. <laughs> so okay. I tend to think that it, it should be so different. And developmentally, there are things, obviously, that I teach that are different. The characteristics of trauma and chronic stress look different in a high schooler than they do in a kindergartner. But so much of what I talk about, the strategies and how trauma and stress impact our brains and our learning and our behavior is really not all that different from five-year-olds up to 17 and 18-year-olds. So that's probably been one of the bigger surprises uh, that I've gotten in the last few years in in doing this. Well, uh, uh, high school is my wheelhouse. And I I am grateful for people like you who remember that we need some help too. So yeah, I I think that that high school kids get it. And that's, you know, they they need those strategies and activities as well. I, I absolutely agree. And I think that is, you know, there's there are a lot of myths uh, around trauma-informed care. And I think that's one of them that, well, kind of the bigger one is that there are certain kids or types of kids that don't need trauma-informed care or don't need these strategies. And I think a lot of times those high school kids fall into that category for people that buy into those myths. And we know that that's not the case. When we look at you know, where we have the highest rates of suicide or suicide packs happening, those are our teenagers um, more often than elementary and middle schoolers. And so, yeah, they definitely need those strategies. And I see that my oldest is, you know, going into sixth grade, so he's not in high school quite yet, but I see that with him. Like he needs the same strategies that my incoming kindergartner needs. So you have mentioned your your school's trauma-informed journey a couple of times that mm-hmm. we've been talking. So can you tell me a little bit about that journey? Yeah. So we really just, you know, we were looking for kind of that, that mysterious thing that all schools, I think, are looking for. Like, what are we missing? What can we do to help our kids be more successful and help our teachers feel more successful and not as burnout and all of these things that um, are kind of elusive in schools? 
And we kind of landed on that idea. We had teacher buy-in because we talked with them so much about it. And this is what we want to do for the culture of our building. This is why, this is how it can be beneficial to you, to our students, to our families. Um, And so we went through several years of classes and certifications and all sorts of things um, to really learn more about how do kids' brains, how are they affected by the stress and the trauma that we knew our kids were experiencing. Uh, it's, this is all great stuff. And I'm very excited that you're sharing all of this with us. Um, if, if you were going to tell us one piece of advice for a school counselor, as they seek to become more trauma-informed themselves, what would it be? I think the most critical piece is understanding how trauma impacts our brain and our body. And it's the piece that um, I always preach this in all of my trainings that we have never taught teachers any of this. School counselors, maybe they do know some of this, but it was the piece for me and for my staff that helped us understand our students the best. When we realized exactly what was going on in their brains and, and you know, the chemicals and the hormones that are coursing through their bodies when certain things happen and then what that kind of does for them and how that impacts their learning, I think it was sort of the big light bulb for all of us. Oh, this is what our kids are experiencing because most of us, are not familiar with that, or we experience it in kind of the normal stressful ways, but we don't think about kids living with that stress day in and day out. I think it can give anybody who works with kids a much better understanding and so much empathy for what kids experience when you have that knowledge. Um, I just think that's such a critical piece for anybody who works with kids to understand. That's Alyssa Kazrowski, who, by the way, is not only a consultant and presenter, but also the author of two books, one on trauma-informed care, as you might suspect, the other about the most effective ways to implement professional learning communities. You can find more about Alyssa's books and the book she recommended on trauma-informed care on our podcast website at inspiresuccess.org slash podcast. While you're there, you can subscribe to or rate our podcast or answer a few questions if you would like to be a future guest. That's at inspiresuccess.org slash podcast. That's it for us. Thanks for listening. See you next time.